I appreciate Jude and Owen for picking out that song because that's what we're talking about in our Sunday mornings together, isn't it? About the home. And as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. The, the family is under attack in our society today. And people are not honoring God and their families. And they haven't dared to say like Joshua, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And we're studying about that so that we can be the families that God wants us to be. We've talked about God's overall design for the home, how men and women are to be uh, functioning in those homes. And this morning, we're shifting our focus to the children and God's design and intention for the children. This lesson is going to be directed towards children, but also towards their parents and their grandparents as we try to shape our children and train up our children in the way that they should go. And so I hope the lesson will be beneficial for us this morning. God has intentions and designs for the children in the home and instructions for the children. And the first of those being that children are to honor their father and their mother. In the passages that Joseph just read for us, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. This goes back to the Old Testament, as Mark helped us understand in the Lord's Supper talk about the importance of the Lord's Supper. Paul is pointing children back to the Old Testament. And this was so important to God. It was part of the Ten Commandments. And it was the first of those commandments which had a promise attached to it. Look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Paul is pointing us back to the Ten Commandments and the giving of those Ten Commandments on the, law of, on the Mount of Sinai, the law of Moses in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. There was a promise associated with this, that you're to honor your father and mother because it would make your life successful. There would be blessing to you in your life if you would honor your father and mother. This wasn't a new idea when Paul penned it in Ephesians chapter 6. We need to honor our father and mother. And honoring means that we value. When we honor something, we value it. And that's included in this command and this idea. And if we're honoring our father and mother, we are showing value that we value our father and mother. Now that's going to change the way that I behave. If I'm honoring my father and mother, it's going to change the way that I talk about my mom and my dad. It's going to change the way that I talk to my mom and my dad. I'm going to make sure that I show honor or value in the way that I talk. It's also going to change the way that I treat my mother and my father. If I honor them, if I value them, I'll treat them in certain ways. In Mark chapter 7, in Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 9, notice Jesus has a problem with the people he's talking to here because they aren't honoring their father and mother the way that they should. And he shows us that honoring is just more than just saying that I honor, but it's going to dictate and drive the way that I act. Towards my parents. Reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curses father or mother, let him die the death. 
But you say, if a man shall say to his father and mother, it is korban, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. And you suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which things you have delivered, and many such things you do. Jesus said, you're to honor your father and mother. Moses had taught this. And the people of those days were just giving it lip service. And when they had the opportunity to do something that their parents needed, to honor them by serving them, they had a loophole where you could get out of that just by saying, no, I've got this thing designed for a gift, and you wouldn't have to give it to your, your parents. You wouldn't have to honor them that way. Jesus shows us that honoring is more than just saying you honor. It's going to dictate and drive the way that you treat and act towards your parents. And this is for young children, but this is for old and grown-up children as well. We need to be honoring our father and mother. It's the first commandment with promise, and we need to be showing honor by the way that we treat our parents. Children are also told that they need to be obeying their father and their mother. Back in Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is obeying your parents in all things. All things. This means the things that you want to do and the things that you don't want to do. For those of us who are adults, have you ever been driving your car? And notice that there's a car behind you that seems to be following you. You're driving along and you make a turn and all of a sudden that car does too. And you start to be puzzled, maybe a little bit concerned. I think that car is following me. And you make another turn and it follows you. It turns right behind you and it follows you. And maybe two or three more turns and it turns right behind you and it's following you. And you're starting to wonder, why are they following me? And you go a little farther, and then they turn into their house where they were going. Were they following you? No. They were just going behind you because that's where they wanted to go. And children, when we're obeying our parents, we're not obeying our parents if we do what they tell us to do just because it's what we wanted to do anyways. If mom or dad said you need to go to the refrigerator and you need to get out a bowl of ice cream and eat it, and you do that, that's not really obeying them, is it? That's what you would want to do anyways. But when mom or dad tell you to do something that you don't want to do, something that you'd rather not do, you obey them when you do it. And you're obeying your parents when you're doing things, maybe you're not doing things that they say not to do that maybe your friends get to do. Maybe Joe down the street gets to do something that you don't get to do. You obey your parents because it's what they said to do. It's their rules, not what your friends' rules are. We've got to obey our parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Now, it's important that we understand that all things doesn't mean sinful things. We only obey our parents in, th or in things that are pleasing to the Lord. That's what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord this is right. If mom or dad tell you to do something that's not right, that's sinful, you obviously cannot obey them. You can't be well-pleasing to the Lord in obeying that. If mom or dad 
says, answer the phone and tell them that I can't come to the phone right now because it's someone they don't want to talk to. If they're telling you to tell a thing that's contrary to God's word and his will, then it is your obligation to obey. In Romans chapter 1, notice the description of people who are very, very wicked. Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 28. Notice all these terrible sins. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things. That's an ugly, ugly list. What's next? Disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Kids, this is a serious thing. It's nothing to be playing around with, being disobedient to your parents. It's not funny to disobey mom or dad. It's not neat or cool to disobey mom or dad. You know, sometimes we sort of get this idea, I don't have to listen to them. I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to disobey mom or dad. It's not cool. Look what God thinks about it. It is serious. And it's not fun to try and sneak around when mom... It is a serious thing to disobey your parents. God tells children that they need to obey their father and mother. And closely to the idea of honoring that we just talked about, children need to be respectful of their parents. You need to be respectful of your parents. You need to be very careful about making fun of your parents, of talking in a way that shows you don't respect them, because God expects children to respect their parents. In Leviticus chapter 19, in the Old Testament, The people were told, the children were told that they needed to honor those who were older than them, and that would include their parents. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head, and honor the face of the old man, and fear thy God, I am the Lord. They were to rise up or show respect to the hoary head. And if you wonder what a hoary head is, I'll show you. It's those folks who have a little gray in their hair. Those folks who are older, you need to respect them. You need to rise up and show respect. Now, that's not something that kids in our society today are prone to do. But it is the expectation of God. It was in the Old Testament. And it is in the New Testament as well. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 1. Rebuke not an elder. Those who were older, they were told they were to be careful about rebuking those but entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren. How do you treat those who are older? Well, like your dad. That that instruction doesn't have any meaning if it doesn't mean that we need to respect and honor our dad and our mom. Children, we need to make sure that we understand the importance of honoring and respecting our parents. Be careful about how you talk to your mom and dad. 
Be careful about how you talk about your mom and dad to your friends. Be careful about some of the jokes you might tell about mom or dad. We need to be respectful of our parents. Children also need to understand the scriptures. It is so important that our children understand around us scriptures. You know, we talk about how wicked the world is around us and how it appears to be getting more and more wicked every day. And we're concerned about what will the future hold? What will life be like for our kids in the future? I want to tell you that it is a wicked world, and it, it always has been and it always will be, and the only hope our children have for navigating that wicked world is this right here. And they need to understand it and understand it well. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning of verse 6, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning of verse 6, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou settest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. The children of Israel were told, you need to be talking to your kids about my word all of the time. You need to be talking to your kids about my word. You need to be diligently seeking them. And you shall talk about them when you're sitting in the house, when you're walking along the way, when you're lying down, and when you rise up. You need to be talking about your kids, talking to your kids about my word all throughout the day. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that the parents were with their kids, weren't they? They didn't ship the kids off to the next room. Go, go in the other room and leave me alone. They were with their kids. They were sitting in the house with their kids. They were talking about, their, with the, about God's Word when they were walking with their kids, when they were traveling with their kids. Every day, throughout the day, they were told to be talking to their kids. And yet, most of the time today, kids are like this, and sadly, parents are like this most of the day. And we're losing time with our kids because we're not spending the time, we're not redeeming the time that we have with them to talk with them about God's Word. And the only way that we can talk with them about God's Word is if, notice the first verse here, if these words are in our heart, if we're serious about it, you know, I can't talk with my kids about things I don't care about. I've never once talked with my kids about the latest fashion trends. I can't do that. I don't know anything about the latest fashion trends. I can't talk to them about European politics. I don't know anything about European politics. But I can talk to kids about things I know about, the things I'm interested in, the things that are on my heart. God's Word has to be on our hearts, parents, and we need to be talking to them about it. But kids, you need to understand the importance that you have in understanding God's Word and learning it. You need to have interest in this. You need to understand how important it is. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, Paul tells Timothy, and he reminds Timothy, that as a child, from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures 
which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Timothy, you've known the Scriptures from a child. You know what it tells me about Timothy? Is that he learned them. That he understood their importance and he learned them. Sure, Timothy's mother and his grandmother were telling him and teaching him about the Scriptures, but Timothy wasn't just like, well, well blah, blah, whatever, Grandma and Mom. That's all old, old people stuff. I don't care anything about it. No, Timothy took it in and he learned it. And kids, you need to be learning the Scriptures. It's so important. They will make you wise unto salvation. It's how you're going to navigate this world that we live in. It's going to, how you're going to have a life that God designed for you to have. How you're going to have the best possible life. And how you're going to be saved in eternity by knowing the Scriptures. Psalm 119 verse 9 says this, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Young people, how are you going to live a life that's pure, a life that's pleasing to God? By taking heed unto God's word. By learning it and applying it in your life. And if you want to know, is it important that I cleanse my way? Is it important that I follow God's way in my life? Just ask an older person about some of the pain that their lives have endured because they didn't follow God's Word. Ask somebody who ignored God's Word. Ask us. Ask an older person here. Has your life been hurt because you didn't follow God's Word? And we'd all say yes. And ask for some examples of some folks who really didn't heed God's Word at all and showed total disregard for it. Ask some older folks, did you ever know anybody like that? And what happened to their life? How miserable was it? You need to understand the importance of God's Word, and you need to be understanding the Scriptures. Children also need to understand priorities as well. Even as a child, you need to start to understand priorities, and parents need to help you understand priorities. As a young child, priorities are so important. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, the preacher says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. The preacher says, you need to remember your priorities when you're young. Because the evil days are coming, not days when you start doing bad things, like you have to be good when you're young, but when you get old, you start to be evil and bad. No, the evil days are the, the days that are bad, the days that are hard. The days like Mr. Mitch is going through right now, when things are difficult, and everything that you used to be able to do without thinking about, you've got to think twice about it. You've got to think twice about standing up or sitting down or walking across the floor because things are hard and difficult. And those days aren't a lot of fun. You'll have no pleasure in them. God says, remember the, your Creator now while you're young because it will make your life better now. It'll make these good days that you have now as a youngster even better if you remember your priorities and you put God first. You've got lots of distractions as a young person, but you need to remember that God is the most important. Jesus has an extreme example to show us how important it is to have our priorities correct. In Matthew 16, verse 26, 
In Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And the answer to those questions are, there's nothing more important than your spiritual walk with God, your soul. Nothing. Your schoolwork isn't any more important than that. Your sports endeavors aren't any more important than that. If you could be the next Major League Baseball superstar, the one that everybody wants on their team, and you lose your soul, you made a bad trade. You've got to understand the importance of your priorities. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God has to be first. Children, you need to understand this. And if you will, Jesus says your life will turn out okay. Jesus says if you'll keep God first, your life will turn out okay. As young people, we have questions and doubts. How will the future turn out? Well, there's your answer. Put God first. Keep Him first in your life and everything else will turn out okay. And parents... We need to make sure that we're helping our kids understand these priorities and we're modeling these priorities for them. I once knew a family who would come to Bible study on Wednesday night without their child. And you ask, well, what's, where is so-and-so? Well, lots of homework needs to get done tonight. They're at home working on their homework. What do we just teach our children when we said, you can stay home? Instead of coming to learn about God and His Word on Wednesday night at Bible study, you stay home and you work on math or you work on your social studies. What do we just teach them? We taught them that math and social studies are more important than learning about God. Let's help our kids to have the right priorities so that their life can be fulfilling. And children need, finally, to be faithful. Children, you need to be faithful to God. In Luke, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, Paul tells Timothy, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You need to live your life in such a way, children, that you can encourage others to be faithful like you. Now, you can't encourage someone to be faithful if you're not faithful yourself. You can't encourage someone to be good if you're not being good yourself. So you need to live in such a way that is faithful to God and that encourages others to do the same. And you know what? Kids, you need to understand that you can be an example and encouragement to others who are here that are much older than you. I think if you ask the older folks here, have you ever been encouraged by someone younger? They would all say yes. Children, you can encourage your parents and you can encourage others around you to be pleasing to God by being faithful to Him. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 9, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 9, notice what the preacher says here. In Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. And let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth and walk in the ways of thy heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Solomon says, have fun. 
Enjoy being young. But remember, you're accountable to God. As you're having fun, as you're enjoying your youth, make sure that you're making decisions and you're living in such a way that pleases God because you'll have to give an account someday. Children, God has a design and intention for you. And that design is that you need to be honoring your father and your mother. You need to be obeying your father and mother. Be respectful to them and those who are older. Understand and follow the scriptures. Keep your priorities in the right place. And live a life that's pleasing to God because you'll be rewarded for that. And you'll be an encouragement to those who are around you. I hope the things that we've talked about this morning have been helpful to us as we think about our responsibilities to God. The question for us all to consider at this point is, are we living up to those responsibilities? Are we living like we should? And if you're not, please make correction to that before it's too late. And if there's anything we can do to help, let us know while we stand and sing.